peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Thank you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. I want to talk to you today on pursue peace. Pursue peace. Lord, we ask for this word to become revelatory and rhema. Let it leap off the page into our heart. Lord, today, anoint our minds. We may understand our ears that we may hear and our hearts we may receive. Help us, O Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, during this time in our life, in our history, there is a lot of things that's going on, isn't it? You know, uh, it's funny, I was at my daughter's tournament, and, and uh, usually they greet, uh, uh, the teams would greet each other uh, um, before they play. They usually slap high five. You know, running, and my daughter plays volleyball, so they run under the net uh, on each side and slap high five. And because the fear of the coronavirus, they're, they're slapping elbows. I've never seen that before, that even as parents, they would come up to us and kind of nudge us with their elbow because they didn't want to high five us because then they'd have to go use hand sanitizer or go use some soap. Uh, and, and there are so much confusion. I, I was watching the TV and there's this doctor uh, that deals with uh, epidemics like this and that's, that was her thing. And, and, and so the, the journalist uh, asked her, uh, should I take my family into places? And even the doctor cannot give a person uh, a reason like, well, you got to, uh, you've got to assess your own risk. Well, what does that mean? I, I'm not a doctor. I, I'm just a common person. What do you mean assess? How do I assess? I'm not even a, 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 a medically trained. Uh, how do I assess my family's risk? That makes no sense. And I'm listening to this medical doctor on TV trying to calm our population of all this stuff about this virus. And she could not, well, should, uh, and the journalist said, should we um, uh, gather in big crowds? Well, you have to assess your own risk. Well, could I travel if I had vacation? Well, that is not an answer. And it causes more confusion. And it causes people to have unrest. Uh, and not only that, when you look at our political app, Atmosphere today. It doesn't matter what party you are, what you believe. Uh, there is just so much of uh, confusion and there is uproar, unrest. It, it is just crazy. Uh, people the other day asked me, don't you watch TV? I said, no. I really try not to because there are just so many things. Now there is great confusion of, of, of uh, uh, should uh, boys that think they're girls compete in girls' sports? Uh, and now there's laws about that. And now uh, the young girls, like my daughters, who are competitive pl uh, sports players, and I can imagine. And so there's this upheaval of life, and we don't know what happens. And, and the stock market is, is up and down. And, and, and people that we once trusted and the things that we trust, there is nowhere that we can find peace. Think about in your life that um, uh, today we are the most connected people in the world of any time in history. In your hand, most of you have this thing called a smartphone. Uh, some of you are Samsung people. Some of you are, are, are um, uh, Apple people that, uh, that uh, has phones. That, 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 uh, some of you are LG people. Whatever you are, but you have a smartphone, and in your hand, you have the ability to connect with 7 billion people upon the earth. But yet, today, we are so connected, but we actually are not touching anyone. Right. 
And, and what we realize is they have done research in psychology that when children are not nurtured and have a touch of a mom and father or the nurturing touch, they grow up and psychologically are dwarfed. That they, they, they feel insecure. They don't have the warmth. And yet in our society, although we are uh, very connected, but the things that we should be touching, it is an inanimate object. Think about it. We, because of this coronavirus, it's causing people to disassociate themselves from things they ought to be doing. They are afraid to go and eat. They are afraid to have groups. They are afraid to invite people over. Now we are told that if you have it, isolate yourself. And so now in California, uh, all of the, uh, the, 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 what do they call them, like the Costco's, they're running out of rice because all the Asian people are buying all the rice. <laughs> And people are running over and buying truckloads of hand sanitizer, and they can't keep it. So now that they have to ration that you cannot buy more than two bottles of hand sanitizer. Why? It's because these things keep us separated from each other. See, it's the work of the enemy. It's because the enemy is trying to, what, conquer you or separate you so he can conquer you. If you really notice that in the very beginning in the, in the uh, Garden of Eden, the serpent did not speak to Adam and Eve. He spoke to Eve. Mm, that's right. mm -hmm. Come on. Because why? It is because he separated her from someone that could support her. You see, brothers and sisters, that's why the Bible says that there is safety in a multitude of counsel. See, in this world, uh, one of the things that we are missing is the human touch. We, we are now calling up a telephone, and all you get is a robotic answer. Push three, push one for English, two uh, for Spanish, three for Chinese, four for Vietnam, whatever. And by the time you go through it, I've kept putting zero, and it keeps looping me back. Push one for English. Zero, could one for English, two for Spanish. And you know what? In a world that we are connected, but yet the things that we are touching doesn't really give us life. We are touching things that are dead. We are touching things that are inanimate. We are touching things that we created, but yet we are being separated because of technology in many ways. But yet God says that the moment he formed man, this is what the crazy thing is. When you read in the book of Genesis, he said, God said, let there be light, and there was. And he said, let, let there land, let there be water, right? Let there be the sun and the moon and the stars. And he said, let the animals run on the ground, let the fishes swim. But this is the crazy thing is the moment that day six came, the Bible says that he took the dirt and form. Why couldn't he say, let us make man and form? Oh, y'all. I'm ready for you today, you know. Isn't that funny that of all the things he created, he talked, he spoke, and the cows ran. He goes, let the cows come. Let the giraffe run. Let the lions roar. But when he came man, he went like this, and he formed man, and he went, 
That tells you that even God, uh, in the very beginning, established us to have a human connection. And the problem with this things of this world is causing us to separate. It's causing us to uh, uh, separate through political lines. It's causing us to be separated through racial divide. It's causing us to be uh, 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 separated through virus and disease. It's causing us to be divided. I heard of a crazy thing that somebody asked the doctor, says, uh, will I catch the coronavirus if I ate Chinese food? I said, really? <laughs> if I go down to Chinatown down here in Bel Air, am I going to get sick? Really? Is that how now that, well, because of this, now there is separation because how I look at you and how you look at me is be divided? It is, but why? It is causing us to have unrest and no peace in our life. And yet Jesus was never afraid of sick people. He touched a leopard and they were healed. The woman that had the issue of blood, he felt her when she tried to touch, she touched the hem of his garment and his clothes. And he, the Bible says that he felt virtue leave him. And he said, who touched me? And the disciples said, Lord, there are people thronging you. And you're saying, who touched? No, but there is someone that wants to reach me. And if she wants to reach me, I've got to deal with her. See, in our life right now, brothers and sisters, we don't need more uh, 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 panic. What we need more are people with peace and confidence in Christ. The people that are pursuing peace, which is in Christ. He is the prince of peace. Don't allow this epidemic or uh, a pandemic or whatever they call it. Don't allow the news. Don't allow what you read. Don't allow what you uh, people post to scare you. It is trying to divide you and me by all kinds of means. Uh, it is trying to divide us through all kinds. If it couldn't do it politically, it will do it through disease. If it can't do it through disease, it will do it through race. If it can't do it race, it will do it through culture. If it can't do it through this, it will do it through something else. The Bible says that in this world there'll be tribulation, but Jesus said, don't worry, I, I've overcome the world. See, brothers and sisters, today what you and I should be pursuing is the peace that is guaranteed to us in Christ. I'm not worried that somewhere along the line that I might catch some disease that maybe... No, no. What I am concerned about is pursuing the Prince of Peace. That uh, what you and I should be concerned about is an opportunity right now that for those that are afraid, those that are unsettled, that we should share the gospel of peace. Think about it. We call it the gospel of peace because Jesus knows that this world, there's some tribulation. Let's look at it at the time of Christ. And I thought to myself, at the time of Christ, there was great tribulation. And you know, you have uh, people uh, that are uh, worshiping Jehovah, yet they were ruled by the Roman Empire. That uh, uh, you had at a time when Jesus was born that the King Herod would want to kill every boy that was under, two and under. That his father and mother had to escape to Egypt because uh, people were pursuing him. And, and at, during that time that the, the Romans would tax people ungodly. And yet the tax collectors became rich because they would cheat the people. 
During that time also, you had so many people that were divided through theological uh, differences. You had the Pharisees and you had the Sadducees. And one side would talk about what God does. The other side would talk about what God does. And then you had the Sanhedrin Council. Uh, then you had, uh, in a great time of Christ, there were people that were hating him because he was bringing people peace. Uh, they were hating him because the woman that was caught in adultery, he let her go. Uh, they were hating him because uh, he would heal somebody on Sunday. That a man that would, had a withered hand would be healed. And they were upset because uh, theologically it, sh it didn't fit up with their own or fit their own mind. Brothers and sisters, Christ's time was very tumultuous. It was very troublesome. Much like today, that we have a lot of things that's going on. One day you have a friend that loves you. And another day, because of some misunderstanding, there was division. One day somebody could praise you on your social media. And the next day... They don't like you, block you, unfriend you, mark you. We have people we never speak to, and for some ungodly reason, they just want to post because of their anger. Brothers and sisters, do not focus on those things because they are trying to distract you from pursuing peace. I want to give you a couple of things because I don't want to be long today. A lot of times we talk about the peace of God, but let me just give you some scriptures, okay? In John 16, 33, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Anybody here, you're feeling kind of fearful? We, had, we, we knew of a family that canceled their trip to Italy because of all the things that's going on. And could you imagine the tourist workers and the airline workers and the hotel workers? They are now afraid because where would the money come from? Is their check going to bounce because now uh, the guests are, the, the tourists aren't coming? And, and imagine all the restaurants. I, I was uh, somewhere and, and a brother told me, he said, Pastor, you're going to see more and more restaurants going to close down. And could you imagine a man and, uh, or a woman owning a restaurant and nobody's coming because they are so afraid? See, afraid, and yet God says, pursue the things which make peace and things by which I and you can edify somebody else. Brothers and sisters, we have to understand that we don't serve the economy. Uh, we serve God that is overcoming the economy. We serve a God that while others that don't believe in him, he will help you to overcome. Don't you worry about all those things. But what you have to say is, God, I place my hand in you. Look at Psalms 46 and 1. God is our refuge and strength, my present help in trouble. Don't you love it when I love that, that scripture says, a very present help. You know, that means that you don't ever have, have you ever been in trouble? Have you, has anybody here ever had to get a tow truck because your car broke down? Yes, me too. Right, triple A is my friend. Right? And the, wor the worst is, is you're in somewhere you don't know and, and your car breaks down and you can't fix it. You don't know why it's not turning. It's not a flat tire. And you're waiting and they tell you, I'm coming. But the problem is you don't know exactly when they're coming. 
And if you have children, and I remember uh, my wife's van, Lou, had broken down uh, for some reason. Something happened, and the car wouldn't run. And here she had three girls in the back, and, uh, and she called me and said, Honey, uh, I, I, I don't know what's going on. The car won't run. It won't turn. It won't, I don't know what's going on. I said, Do you have a flat tire? No. Call AAA. And the worst thing is she's sitting there, and I'm trying to find her, and the tow truck hasn't come. See, but here... God says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present right now. Help in trouble. You in trouble, he's not, he's not get, saying, give me 30 minutes. Uh, he doesn't have to clear his eyes from sleep. He doesn't have to get up and get a cup of coffee. He said, I'm right here, right now. Right here, right now. If you call upon my name, I hear you and answer you. That's what the Bible says. Lord, I am so thankful that you're omnipresent. That means you're here and you're there. You're waiting on me five minutes from now, one year from now now you already know what I'm about to get myself into and you already have an excellent plan a help plan and I don't have to worry about it it's funny whenever my wife travels by herself and she said but whenever you're here I don't have to worry about anything and I thought wow you know what that's just like God when he is in our life He's not saying, give me 20 minutes, a uh, help is coming in an hour. Have you ever, has anybody ever waited on the cable guy? <laughs> and I'm like, when are you coming tomorrow? Sir, the window is 6 to 12. Like, 6 to 12? Like, do you know I have other things to do? What, how do you get a six-hour window? If, could I do that with my job? Sir, um, are you coming in today? Yeah, 6 to 12. I'll be around somewhere. <laughs> 6 to 12. Have you ever had anything delivered to you? When are you coming? 6 to 12 or 12 to 6. Wow, so I have to take off half my day to wait on this stove. Yes, sir. Really? Do you, you, but see, God is a very present in time of trouble. So we often looking for someone to help us, but God says, I'm right here. Look at Psalm 27, 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Wow. The Lord is my light and my salvation. That means when you're walking in the dark, you don't have to walk in the dark. You can see the dark. The Bible says that there's a scripture in the book of Psalms that David wrote. He says, Lord, uh, the dark is like day to me. Wow. Night is like day to you and I because God is there helping you and I. That's why in this state of confusion of this world right now, uh, this election year and all the things, all the things we're dealing with, and people are afraid. Brothers and sisters, you and I must pursue peace so that we can edify them. We can help them. You can help your family. You can help your, uh, uh, your loved ones and your friends. Look at Deuteronomy uh, 31 and 8. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. You should look to your neighbor and read that in Deuteronomy to them. It says that 
It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Oh, brother and sister, there are a whole lot of things people are fearing right now. On airplanes. I heard somebody told me just the other day, you can get a round-trip ticket to Hawaii for 99 bucks. I'm going. Y'all help me find it. The whole church is going. $99. And we had a couple just came back from Hawaii. We're going back, huh? Then I heard somebody tell me you can get an airline round-trip ticket to Italy for 200 bucks. Think about that for a minute. See, when you are a believer in Christ, God, the Bible says this, and we know that all things work together for the good for those who are called according to his purpose. So God says, look, yeah, some of you have been dreaming of going to Hawaii. I'm going to make it happen for you. You see? Think about it. You know that uh, I was just in Florida for my daughter's uh, um, volleyball tournament, right? I bought airline tickets on Saturday, last Saturday. We left on Wednesday. I came back last night for 170 bucks round trip. How's that happen? I bought it on Saturday, three days before we flew. Yeah, and I'm fine. <laughs> See, look at Hebrews 13:8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Brothers and sisters, you know why Jesus says that uh, I give you peace not of this world that gives you? You know what the world's peace is? The world's peace is temporary. But God's peace is eternal. You know why? Because he is the prince of peace. And he doesn't change. He doesn't go up one day and come down the other like the stock market. He doesn't care how rich, how poor. Uh, he doesn't care if you're really educated or no educated. Uh, uh, he doesn't care if you're a male or female. He doesn't care what color you are. He says, I am the same for you yesterday. I'm the same for you today. And I'm going to be the same for you tomorrow. I'm going to be present when you're in trouble. Oh, I love God. That's why his peace is so much better than the world's peace. Because the world's peace, you got to pay for it. Uh, you got to beg for it. And you got to hope so much for it. And if they like you, you might have peace. If they don't like you, it's gone. Think about it for a minute. One day it is because this world's peace is so temporary. Why are we so afraid? What's going around us? The Lord says in this world you will have tribulation. But do not be afraid because I have overcome. So why won't we pursue the one that has overcome? And not allow negativity into our mind. I want to give you three things that I'm going to close. How do we get this pursuit? How do we pursue peace? The first thing you got to do is you got to look up or what we would say focus on God. Us, it says this, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. You know, we don't use that word whence anymore. That's a very old King James Version word, whence. When's the last time you used whence? But it's never. <laughs> Somebody said never. Today. <laughs> whence. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hills 
Whence comes my help? Or where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So if he made it, he knows what's in it. And if he knows what's in it and something's broken, he knows how to fix it. Brothers and sisters, we got to focus on the Lord. Right now in this day and age, stop focusing on the distraction. Stop focusing on other things. Don't allow this world to plant a seed of doubt in your heart about God. Because God says that I have made this earth, I have made the heavens, what's invisible and what's visible, I have made it. If he has made it, he knows how to correct it. Look at the, the, the second thing I want to leave you with. Cast your cares, or what we say, cast your cares, anxiety, stress, and fear, etc., to God. See, oftentimes we are we carrying this fear, we carrying this anxiety, we, we carry this stress, and yet the Bible says in 1 Peter 5 and 6, 7, therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. That's the problem with most people, is we don't humble ourselves. We think we can do it all. It says that humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him. For he cares for you. If you follow that word care in the Greek there, that word care means fear, stress, anxiety, the burdens. The Bible says that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. He says, look, the first thing you got to do is cast your care, but you got to humble yourself. You and I have to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Because the word, I love it when he didn't just say humble yourself under God. He said, no, the mighty hand. That means if his hand is mighty, he can move mountains for you. He can move disease for you out of your way. He can move sickness out of you. He can move fear. He can move broken relationship and mend it all. He can fix it. His hand is strong. It's funny, I, I heard uh, Bishop Jakes uh, said something that really caught me because being raised as a former Buddhist, I mean, he said something, it, it just chuckled me. I'd never seen it. He goes, I don't want a God that I can carry. <laughs> and I thought, he goes, you ever see those people? They put these little gods in their, in their locker and they bow to it and burn incense to it. He goes, man, I don't want to serve a God that I can carry. I want to serve a God that can carry me. That's right. I'm like, man, that is so deep. Coming from where I came from, I thought, wow, I, I got to, I'm, I'm going to steal it. I'm just going to use it. I already used it. I gave him credit for it. But I thought to myself, how many people now are using their own strength to carry their own God? And that God might not be a statue that you burn incense to like I used to do, but that God uh, might be our own careers. That God might be our own way of making our own fine. That uh, uh, I'll, I'll solve it myself. I don't, I don't need anybody. I'll solve it. My, I don't need anyone. That might that God might be our own arrogance that we think, our own strength, our own gifting, our own education. Oh, I got three degrees. I'm gonna get me this. No, 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 no. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, and He will exalt you in due time. Oh, when God exalts you, no one can move you. That's right. That's right. That's right. You know, that's like my pastor used to say, favor ain't fair. Because when you have favor, that's just God. And I like favor. I like having favor. I like having favor. See, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. The last thing I want to leave you this is how do you pursue peace 
You do it by looking up, focus on God. You do it by casting your cares, fear, stress, anxiety. The third thing is you got to think positive or think about life-giving things. Look at this. It is, I think I gave you, yes, Psalms 1. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the paths of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of wild that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. What is he saying to us? He got, we have to meditate upon the Lord day and night. Look at um, the book of Romans 8. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, or things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ, Jesus our Lord. I want to read another scripture, and I didn't give it to these guys. It just kind of came to me. In the book of Philippians 4, it says this. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Philippians 4, 8. You know, we have to think positive. Hey, think on things that give you life. You know what gives me life? Is being around people. You know what gives me life? Is being around my family. You know what gives me life? Is, is, is uh, uh, helping other people, edifying other people. Don't, be, don't allow this craziness of this uh, coronavirus uh, to separate you. You know, don't be afraid. Walk in confidence. Say, God, I know that you hold my life in your hand, and I'm not going to die until you tell me anyway. And so go in there and be positive and think. And say, you know what? I'm going to pursue the things that are bringing peace so that I can edify other people. I can be around them and give them peace. Brothers and sisters today, pursue that peace. Pursue the Prince of Peace. That when you go out of this place today, that this week, go and deal with your co-worker and bring them peace. Uh, go and bring peace to your family. Go and bring peace to your friends. You know what? Go out there, wherever it is, on your job, maybe right now, People are just afraid. But just say, you know what? Don't be afraid because God is for you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Amen. Let us stand.